Awesome, awesome, awesome. Amen, amen, amen. That's a good stuff, good stuff. Amen. Praise God. Praise God in the sanctuary. Amen. Truly, God is a good God. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the house of the Lord. Truly, uh, amen, worthy is the lamb, church, amen, it was a blessing, blessing, blessing to hear that, and truly, truly worthy, amen, he is worthy of it all this morning, truly, truly, truly a blessing to be here today, amen, the spirit of worship is in the house this morning, amen, spirit of worship is here in this place, and we're truly grateful to come and worship, and the Bible says we must worship him in spirit and in truth, church, this morning, amen, and truly, we're grateful today for all his goodness and his mercy. We want to uh, make a quick announcement as well for um, the, the fellowship meeting again. Fellowship meeting again, just give you a heads up, early, early fellowship meeting on uh, August 13th. August 13th, that's a Saturday at 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock. We'll be having a regional, regional uh, gathering together, churches from all over the region and some maybe from other parts of the country. Coming, they wanted us to host it this, this month, amen? And so next month. So we are privileged and thrilled to be able to do that. So you come and uh, be praying with us and preparing with us and, and just really uh, getting excited with us about being the whole city this year. Amen. All this this month coming up. And so we want to really, really just uh, welcome the churches coming in. And we're also going to have a Friday night. We, we decided to do a Friday night fellowship, I believe. Friday night fellowship at, at 7 o'clock. We'll have a pre, pre-service fellowship that evening before. And we, we just simple, simple menu of pizza and uh, snacks and what various things like that. And then we can come together that Friday night as folks coming in town. And so they can come over to the church and hang out with us for a little while. Who knows what it may turn into. A lot of times we had on Friday night fellowship, they turn into worship and praising and different things. So we'll see what the Lord does. But be mindful, Friday the 12th and August 13th here at the church again. And then on the 20th, the 20th, I believe they may have it posted up there, the 20th. Uh, it's a prayer breakfast, prayer breakfast, right? Prayer breakfast, and uh, we'll be having, uh, again, many we, we had a couple of years ago, the prayer breakfast. I mean, I had a good time at that prayer breakfast, and it was a blessing, and we had many, many come, and so it'll be a time of reflection, time of prayer, and a time to eat, amen, time to eat the goodness of God, and so uh, eat of the goodness of God, and so we the tickets will be $30, $30, and so uh, uh, it's there to, we, it's an, almost a fundraiser, but it's also to cover the expense and various things, but the rest of it will go towards the, the funds and, and, and uh, to be a blessing. And I was just dwelling upon it even more. I remember the few years ago when we did it in 19, uh, people would just buy uh, tickets and, and didn't even come. They would just want to support and, and give an offering to the church. And so, but not only that, but I was dwelling on it even more. I said, you know, maybe we could even buy. If you want to gift, gift someone a ticket, gift someone a ticket, you can and invite them uh, again. And so, Give, give, buy someone a ticket and just so they can come and be a part with us, all right? And so be a blessing to someone else, $30 each. And so uh, uh, not a whole lot. It won't break the bank, I don't think. And so we're looking for what God's going to do. Also, man, we just got a surprise in the building. Amen. Uh, our long, uh, not lost sister, but our missing sister and the family, Sister Paula, amen, Paula Ramsey, right? Uh, amen. Sister Paula Ramsey, she ain't got married on me, nothing like that. Amen. And so we know it's Paula Ramsey, amen, and, and Joel and Matthew, wave baby, Matthew, good to see you, amen, and her lovely mom, amen, good to see you, amen. Sister Paula, stand up and say something good for the Lord this morning, amen. Amen. Always, I remember, my, my beloved brother, to be here, to see the children of God. The Bible says we have one, two, or three gathering, touching anything in agreement. He's always there in the midst to bless and to do good. And tonight is my pleasure to bring my, my children and my beautiful mom. Yes, amen. <laughs> 91, 91 years old. 91 years old. 91 years old. Here today. And to see my beautiful sister, it's always my blessing. And so it's my will and it's God's will that we gather as saints together. And I really do love you all. I really do appreciate you. And it's always my desire always to come back to the foundation. Amen. And for that reason, I give God glory and thanks for journey. And I pop over there, is okay? Yeah, I pop over there, yeah. And so thank God for being here. I love you all. Sister Brittany, Victoria Simone, and my beautiful sister and brother, John Pastor Reverend Jansen. my pleasure to say I love you all. And may God continue to bless and keep us. Keep us. Make his face to shine upon us. 
Amen. 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 Good to see you all again. Amen. For the sunshine's sake. I got that Florida tan too. I see Amen. Amen. Glad to have them back in service with us. My family from way back. Family from way back. Been with us from the early days of our church. And truly glad to see them this morning. Amen. Again, we say thank you for giving. May the Lord continue to bless you. Continue to pray for others as well. Um, Sister Elaine, continue to ask for prayer. And her granddaughter, Shandell, continue to ask for prayer. And just so many others in need of prayer. And again, one another. When people cross your mind, it's for a reason. I was talking to Brother Lyle last night. He had fallen, broke his wrist and his thumb. He fell and broke his wrist and his thumb. So keep him lifted up in prayer. He said it's really swollen, really bad, but he's going to recover. Amen. And so we continue to keep our brothers and sisters in prayers. Ones that you don't see in a while, keep lifting them up in prayer. Amen. Keep them lifted up because you never know. Again, prayer will strengthen us to, uh, and bind us together and help us along the way. Amen. I want to come out of the book of Acts this morning. The book of Acts this morning, chapter 8, chapter 8, verses 1 through 8. Amen. It's almost a blessing, wasn't it, this morning? Amen. It was a blessing again. And truly, truly, the spirit of worship is in the house today. Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 8. The Bible says that Saul was consenting unto his death. At the time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. In verse 2, it tells us, And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentations over him. And as for Saul, he made havoc of the church and entered in every house, hailing them, in other words, dragging men and women, committing them to prison. And therefore, they were scattered abroad and went everywhere, preaching the word. And then Philip went down uh, to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And he says, and, and, his, and the people with one accord was, uh, gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Acts 8 verse 7, he says, For unclean spirits crying with loud voices came out of many uh, that were possessed with them. And many uh, uh, taken with palsy and that were lame were healed. And in verse 8, I'm going to give you my text this morning. The Bible says, and there was great joy in that city. There was great joy in that city. And for a little bit of today, we're going to give it just that title, that very title, Great Joy in the City. Amen. Reverend Joshua, open us in prayer, please. Amen, amen, amen. Joy, joy in the city. Amen. amen. How many know God brings great joy to the lives of men and women? Joy unspeakable, scripture tells us, and full of glory. Full of glory, this joy that Jesus gives. The world didn't give it, and what? The world can't take it away. There's a joy and a satisfaction that, that Christ brings in a believer and everyone that will name the name of the Lord. Again, when many women are delivered and set free from the bondage of sin, there's, there's a joy that only Christ could give. No, no bottle, no drug, no thing. This world can absolutely satisfy the soul like our Jesus can. Can I get a witness this morning? Amen. Happy people. Let me know happy people. Amen. Happy people. People are just, uh, again, you run into happy people. Happy-go-lucky type people. 
they, they smile and they uh, they happy even when they mad. They somehow find a way to laugh and, and to, to find a, a silver lining in uh, the situation. Regardless of whatever may be going on, they tend to find some, a positive spin or uh, where they wake up in their mind where nothing can steal their joy. I just got to know here also, Sister Jenny Loreno, Lariano, continue to keep her in prayer as well. And so we begin to see... Um, uh, uh, we, we find again uh, the, the joy where it comes from is a state of mind. It is a state of mind in which we all must have. Uh, again, the, not, nothing in this world, again, uh, good and no evil, or whatever may come our way, take us away, again, uh, that joy from your life. Don't give any of these things permission to take away joy in your life. Uh, so look at this today. You think about um, uh, people who are always mad. They come to mad work. Y'all ever met people like that? They go to mad work mad. They shop mad. They drive mad. They eat mad. <laughs> I've been on ton about. And, and so they even sometimes come to church mad. I hope nobody came to church mad this morning, man. But there's a joy. There's a joy that God wants to give you. Look at the word joy this morning. There's a joy uh, meaning pleasure and delight. Uh, uh, again, uh, finding happiness when, even when it's hard to find it. Uh, we hear statements about the pursuit of happiness or a, a, a place uh, that getting, coming to that place where you find that joy. Some find it in travel. Some find it in uh, friends and family. Some find it in helping others or uh, fulfilling that purpose in which you find your niche and that place in your life. Uh, again, you find many times happy people when they are truly in the will of God. As sister was talking about earlier, being in the will of God is where we try find our true happiness. Again, as you think about it, it's, it's nothing like uh, oftentimes we go out soul winning. And really, that's where we find our true happiness is out on the streets of New York telling people about God, that happy place of coming to the worship service today, that true happiness that only God can bring. Uh, this title this morning is about great joy in the city. The cities were impacted by the power of God. How many know that today? There's still power in the power of God. There's still power in the blood. There's still power in prayer. There's still power in the Holy Ghost Church, and there's still power to impact cities this morning. How many believe that this with us this morning? The Bible tells us, again, uh, look at cities that were impacted by God. I'll just give you a few here. One was called Nineveh. Nineveh was a wicked city. It was a big city, a big city that needed God. And it was not until Jonah went into the city and preached the word of God, then the city repented and they found happiness in that city. Amen. You read it in Job, the Bible says, happy is the man whom's God, whom God corrected. You see, we find true happiness when we allow God to shape and mold us and make us into the men and women God wants us to be. Amen. Again, and so we see correction of God. The Bible says, that, therefore, despise not the chastening of the Almighty. This thing, when God speaks to our hearts, it's a good thing. How many know that today? That's a good thing for our soul. That's something because he loves us. That's why because he cares for us. God sent the preacher your way. God sent, again, his word your way. Why? To correct us and make us and mold us and to shape us into who we need to be. I know it's hard to believe sometimes when we as parents tell our children they don't believe it at the time. I'm only doing this to help you in the long run, right? It's kind of hard to wrap our mind around that, but when they pull out that belt, say, man, I don't know how this is going to help me in the long run, but it really does. And when God begins to correct us and make us and mold us and shape us, it's only there for the good. The church is only here in the city for the good. Believer, uh, the gospel is only good for the city because the city needs to be corrected. The city needs, again, the gospel. The city needs the truth. The city needs revival and that's the only thing that's going to bring joy to, and, and salvation to our city today great great deliverance good news brings deliverance to the city I'm talking about uh, uh, glad uh, the city became a great joy came upon the city even in the book of Esther another city Bible says in 817 the Bible says every province in every city wheresoever the king's commandments and decrees came the Jews had joy and gladness. They had found out that they were redeemed. They had found out that they were delivered. They would not be no longer destroyed. They found out that God had given them a glimmer of hope and mercy. And the Bible says that the city and the provinces were glad. The Bible says that many of the people in that land became Jews and the fear of the Jews fell upon them. 
and that, that's your, that was the Old Testament. But the, on the grander scale, that happens when men and women come to Christ. Amen. Neighborhoods are improved, brothers and sisters today. There's still hope for East New York, church today. Amen. I mean, believe it today. There's still hope for East New York. There's still hope for Bed-Stuy. There's still hope for uh, Bush Street. There's still hope for all the surrounding regions, Brooklyn, Queens, wherever we dwell, wherever we be, as long as we have the gospel, there can be a change in our society today. The Bible goes on and says in Proverbs 11 and 10, he says, whosoever goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoices. Uh, excuse me, when things goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoices. He says, when the wicked perish, there is shouting. Again, you think about this, when, when the righteous, righteousness is exalted, when God is lifted up, when prayers are lifted up, when the house of God again in the day is the place to be, he says, the city rejoices. The city, no doubt, is blessed. Reverend was saying we blessing the city, blessing the field, bless wherever we go because uh, again the power of God reigns and dwells in our land. There was a city called Damascus. I'll give you one more city here before we get back to our text. A city called Damascus in Jeremiah 49, 25. The Bible says that this city was considered a city of joy. It was described as a city of joy in the city of Damascus. They were known for having a good time. They were known for just a jubilant place to be. Some certain cities are that way today. And, and I thought about that, how ironic it was for this man that we opened up with about Saul, the, uh, Saul the of Tarshish, how he was headed and he was wreaking havoc in the church before he got saved. He was looking and he thought his joy was fighting against God, against God. But you know, we won't, that's not real true happiness. No doubt he probably went home every night miserable. No doubt he probably couldn't even sleep at night because he was outside of the will of God. And the Bible says that he was on his way to Damascus. You can read a couple of more chapters down the line. And it was ironic that he would, on his way to a city called Joy, a city of joy. And you know what? His conversion would take place. And so we find when the city, uh, when cities receive the gospel, things change for that city. The previous chapter in Acts chapter 7, there was a man named Saul, uh, 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 Stephen, excuse me, Stephen. And Stephen, one of the apostles that were chosen after Jesus' resurrection to go out and reach the laws. We shared with you the other night about being chosen. God chooses you. God has a plan for your life. Each one of us has been chosen to do the will of God. And so Stephen was chosen, but the devil, again, naturally, he does what he does and tries to kill the gospel. He tries to kill the messenger. He tries to kill the message. He was preaching and teaching in the streets. And the Bible says they went to stone Stephen and kill the message. But you can't kill the message, church, Amen. The message continues to go on and on. Amen. The Bible says in chapter 8 is where we begin our text reading again. The Bible says that Saul was consenting unto his death. Saul had authority and power to go and tell various ones to go out and kill these Christians. It's like the he worked for the government. And he went out and he had the authority and says, I want you to go to 334 Astro Street and shut that place down. Can you imagine that? That's what he was able to do. And so the Bible says that he was there consenting unto Stephen's death. He gave approval to it, this man named Saul. The Bible says there was great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were scattered abroad throughout the region of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial. So these men stayed back for the man's funeral and made great lamentation over him. He was a great man. And did great things for God. And naturally, when we see our loved ones pass on, no doubt it takes something out of us, doesn't it? It takes something out of us. After death, again in the day, uh, but uh, as you think about that, uh, he was trying to kill the good news uh, of the gospel. After his death, we many times wonder, now what? Perhaps it was even as they lament and said, now what will we do? We would keep going on. After the death of Stephen, when we keep serving after his death, we got to keep it moving, amen, even after death. And they didn't want to just stay in one place mourning. 
Yes, it was hurtful that Stephen had died. Yes, it was painful that he died. But they had to continue on and carry out the gospel. We can't stay where we are. We can't keep dwelling in the same place perhaps their thought pattern was. And again, we, we, we think about going to funerals and various things. And how, you know, after the funeral, it was a very sad moment. Just my, my brother-in-law just passed away. Naturally, it was a very tear-jerking moment at the gravesite. But after we went back, I separate, well, we went back to the church to do the uh, uh, repast. Smiles began to come on faces. There was a joy that began to come across. You know what the scripture says? Well, weeping men do it for a night. But joy cometh in the morning. They lamented over Stephen's death. And they were scattered abroad. But Stephen's death would bring more joy to more cities. Did you know that? The death of Stephen, much like the death of Christ, would bring much joy to cities spread abroad. The, the disciples and, and the believers were scattered abroad because they were running for, from imprisonment and for their lives. But little did they know it was going to be a blessing in disguise. Did you know that? It was going to be a blessing in disguise. My sister be glad to have you, but even down in Florida, no doubt take the teachings that we taught you. It was a privilege of passing you, amen. Take that thing, what you learned and taught, and carry it down there in the streets of Florida. Wherever you may find yourself, wherever you may go, not just here in this house, but in your neighborhood, in your city. Take the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wherever we go, that men and women and scatter that thing abroad. That joy can come to someone's life. Joy can come to wherever you may dwell, joy can come to your neighborhood. Amen. Amen. They went back to the source of their joy. There's an old gospel song. He's saying, Jesus, the center of my joy. No doubt they didn't lame it long, but they got up and said, you know what? It's time to get up and carry on the gospel. The Bible says, as for Saul, he made havoc. Verse 3, Acts 3, 8, 3. He continued to make havoc in the church, enter into every house and hauling men and women away, dragging them out, and committing them to prison. The devil really wants to fight and kill the joy of the church. Did you know that? Kill the joy of the risen Savior. Kill the joy and the good news. You know, the gospel is good news. Did you know that? It's good news. We shared with him last week, I believe it was. You can go up and down the dial, and it's rare to find the gospel being preached. Hey man, thousands of channels, but only a handful of channels have the gospel being preached. That's why we love having the broadcast. We love continuing to put it on YouTube. Why? To give men and women an opportunity to hear the gospel in the midst of it all. And so the gospel will spread throughout. In spite of what goes on in our world, we must continue to get the gospel out. The devil, again, the devil tried to stop them through death. But you can't stop the word of God. You can't stop it. Again, if it'll go from me, to it'll pass on to someone else. It'll go on from me to you, to someone else, to your children, to your children's children. Hey, man, we must continue to let the gospel go out from city to city, from sore to sore. Let the word of God go out today. Again, the devil's job was again, uh, again. Uh, if you think about it, in jo even Job's life, he tried to. He says, "You can have no doubt all these different things, but you can't kill his soul. All these different things that were going on in his life, you can't touch his soul." Why am I bringing it up? Because again, uh, uh, again, the enemy will try to kill you and I. He will try to harm you and I. But he can't touch the joy of the Lord in your life. Amen. Let's move on a little bit further. He says, cast down but not destroyed. Cities and neighborhoods that have renaissances. Have you ever heard of renaissances before? The great renaissances in various cities. Sometimes they were destroyed by fires or just by being economic decay. And various things in the cities seem as if there's no hope for it. And Renaissance, many uh, want to come back and revive their downtowns. Or they want to revive the, their waterfronts and revive a neighborhood that once flourished. And so naturally the enemies, they see the fingerprints of the enemy all around in those cities. But you know what? There's still hope. Amen. God can still revive. God can still revive our land. God can still revive and bring Renaissance to every city. 
through the gospel, through the word, through the Bible, through the church, through the believer this morning, God can still renew and restore every heart and every soul as long as there's a structure there, as long as there's a house, as long as there's a believer or two in the building, we can come together and believe and watch God do and set the word on fire. The Bible says they were scattered abroad in verse 4. Let me move on. They were, he says they were scattered abroad and went everywhere preaching the word of God. Even though, again, death came, they continued to spread the word of joy. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people of one accord gave heed unto the preaching of Philip. He went into places where they needed the gospel. We need the gospel everywhere we go. People need the gospel. The Bible says those that heard that hearing was restored. Their visions were restored or renewed. Miracles he did. Why? Because the power of God moved in that city. Church, how many want to see the power of God move in your city, in this city, in this community? The Bible says today, for unclean spirits were cast out. The power of God is still able to cast out unclean spirits. As you begin to look at the news and various things, or even up and down the streets, they were talking about various things that are going on and a lot of crimes and a lot, of, a lot of people have mental issues and all type of issues going on. And unclean spirits that are causing people to do various things. And then many, many times again, by, and it's the spirit behind what people are doing. But I believe today the Holy Ghost is still greater than the spirit of uncleanness. The Holy Ghost is still greater than the power of the devil. The power of the blood is greater in the power of darkness this morning and church to fill up again the priest and teach this and the spirit of the Lord moved in these cities and great joy came those that were possessed with devils were delivered those that were sick of the palsy were healed the lame the Bible says begin to walk amen and those that were withered were healed as well he says and there was great joy in the city why because good news and revival came to the place people's lives had been changed brothers and sisters today the power of the gospel is strong enough, amen, to transform lives. In Isaiah 61, 10, the Bible says, greatly rejoice in the Lord. Our joy and our strength comes from God. My soul shall be joyful in my God. That's where true joy comes from. Joy from on high, for he hath clothed me with the garment of salvation. Where does this joy come from? It comes from salvation, it comes from knowing and receiving the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. If you don't have anything else in your life, have Jesus in your life. Have the Lord our God. Have the blood applied to your life. He's covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decketh him himself in ornament, ornaments. He says, and with the bride adorn herself with jewels. He says, man, he says that's what the salvation of the Lord does. He see that he clothed me and gives me exactly what I need. Proverbs 3.13. I'm going to get back down to the core here in a minute. The Bible says, happy is the man. Happy is the man and no woman that findeth wisdom. Happy is that one that comes to know the Lord. Happy is that one that getteth understanding. He said he is like merchant, he is for merchandise better than the merchandise of silver. And he that gaineth fine gold. He said his thing is better than silver and gold. And Peter and John came up to a man at the gate outside the temple. The man was sitting on the outside of the temple. He should have came in the temple. The Bible says he walked up to them and and there he, the man was begging. He says, hey, do you have any spare chains? Spare chains do you have? The Bible said unto him, he says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I give unto thee. He said, I don't have any money to give you, uh, uh, sir. He said, but I can give you Jesus. I can give you Jesus. He says, take up your bed. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and get up from where you are. 
Get up from despair. Get up from doom and gloom. Get up from what sin does to a life. And Jesus is saying, arise. Get up and come to Almighty God. How many know that today? And when you come to Jesus' church this morning, there's a joy in the life in your life today that the world cannot give. The Bible says he got up and he began to run in the temple, leaping and praising God, leaping and jumping and praising God because he's experienced the power of Almighty God, the joy of salvation and the power of healing that only Jesus can bring today. And church of today is far better than rubies and gold and silver. You can, you can not have a dime to your pocket, in your pocket this morning, but you know what? If you have Christ, church, that's what it matters the most in your life today. He said it's far better than silver, rubies, and gold. Find a way to rejoice as well. Uh, 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 one more in Proverbs before I move to the next point. Happy is the man that feareth always. He says, he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. Joy today. Joy came to those that did not harden their hearts. How many know that? How many will say, you know what? Before I came to Christ, when I, the, long, the longer I rejected Christ, the more mischief I got into. How many know that? As long as I continued to say no to God, the deeper and deeper and deeper hole I got myself into. The Bible says here in Proverbs 28, 14, happy is the man that feareth always, but he that hearteneth his heart says, no, God, I'm not going to come to the altar. I'm not going to give my life to God. I'm not going to come to the altar. I'm not going to surrender right now. The Bible says he shall fall into mischief. And our world today is falling into so much mischief because they harden their heart to the gospel. My friend today, tenderize, tend to be a, have a tender heart and say, Lord, I want you to come into my life. Lord, I need you in my soul. Lord, I need you. I want you to be my savior. Don't harden your heart today. But oh, while he's knocking at your door this morning, open up your heart and give your life over to Christ. The Bible says in Habakkuk 3.17, Habakkuk 3.17 through 19, although the fig tree shall not blossom, so we must find a way to rejoice. Although the fig tree may not blossom, although the fruit tree be in vain, in, fruit in the vines and the labors of, of the olives fail. He said, I may not see the results and the fruit here on earth. He said, the fields yield no meat. The flocks cannot be, can, are cut off from me. There it shall no herd be in the stalls. Number 18, he says, yet I rejoice in the Lord. He said, you know what? All this, the crops and all of these things that were going on in their day, he said, you know, even in then, we will still praise him. We will still glorify God. The early church went through some of the hardest persecution some of the toughest trials. They were killed and murdered, but they still found a way to rejoice. Brothers and you go through some things in your life, still find a way to rejoice. Hey Amen. You lose your job, find a way to rejoice. Lost a loved one, find a way to rejoice. How many going to say that today? Find a way to rejoice. He says, though they, the crops are dried up, yet I will rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength and my, he maketh my feet like hinds feet. He says, and he causes me to walk upon high places. He says, and the chief singers of my string instruments, he said, I'm going to find a way to rejoice. I'm going to find a way to get up and go to higher ground. I'm going to find a way to praise my God in spite of him. And you know what the Reverend said earlier, he said, that it can Confuses the enemy. How I many you know that? You're supposed to be down and out, but you find a way to rejoice. Amen. It confuses the devil when you still find a way to praise God in spite of. In spite of, you find a way to say, praise ye the Lord, in spite of. They thought that they were going to shut the churches down. They thought that they were going to stop preaching, even though Stephen had died, even though many of the loved ones were locked up and murdered. They still found a way to get the gospel out and tell many women and still to rejoice. Why? Because, again, they knew that was the answer to our society today. And that was the strength of my joy, the strength of our peace in my mind today. As we close up with this, Come on up. He says in Philippians 4.4, 4, he says what? To rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. They were going through things. And in your life today, continue to hold on to your salvation. Grab on to it. 
tap back into it and say, let me rejoice in the Lord. He says, in all ways, I say rejoice. In everything, find a way to rejoice. And when you do that, God will bless. Let your moderation be known unto men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. In other words, don't stress and worry over these things. But find out and say, you know what? God's going to work this out somehow. I don't know how God's going to do it, but God's going to come through it. I don't know how he's going to do it, but God's going to bless in all of this. And in spite of their persecution, in spite of them trying the enemy, the devil was messing, but God was still blessing. In spite of the enemy raising up, in spite of what Saul was doing at that time, it was going to be used for the glory of God. And you find that we rejoice in this. He said, in the peace of God, as you pray and seek God's face with supplication and making your request known unto God, but how many thankful we have a God we can go to tonight? We have a God you can call on. And that's really the, the strength, again, and the core for every city. A nation that forgets God, there's war, heartache, and pain. But a nation that remembers God, there's joy. There's gladness. There's satisfaction. There's blessings on the city. Because they learn to pray and seek the Lord's face. They learn to trust in the living God. Those cities that were blessed, Nineveh was turned around because they learned to call on God and repented. The cities in Esther's days, Samaria, the other surrounding region, they began to realize that again, it was the God of Israel that made the difference. And he says, he says, the peace that passes all understanding, rejoice anyhow. Praise God anyway. Amen, because God is going to make a way. Great joy came to the city because of the Savior, Jesus Christ. And he told him, he says, finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, think on them. When we get our minds on God, there's a joy that comes in. He said, whatsoever things are honest, think on the truth of Almighty God. Whatsoever things are just, we have a just and a loving God today. A merciful God. Whatsoever things are pure, when your mind is all over the place, think on the pureness of God. And it begins to bring joy to the soul. Whatsoever things are lovely, begin to think about the love of God. And the love of God that was spread in every city. Those that will receive his love today, there's joy. Whatsoever things of a good report, the good news today, we pray that our city will receive the good news of Jesus Christ. There's good news today. There's still hope for your wayward teenager. There's still hope for the gang member. There's still hope for the broken marriages. There's still good news today that God can fix, again, the problems of our society. God can still help the single mom, the single dad. God can still restore and renew the nation. There's still hope today as we read the Bible and see that Jesus is still alive. Let me know that today. That Jesus is still the Christ. That Jesus is still the answer today. And church today as we continue to lift him up, we lift him up above every name, above every politician, above every sickness and disease. That name is still mighty today. And as they portrayed the name of Jesus, the lifted up the name of Jesus, church today, there's gladness in the city. There's joy in the city. Everywhere Jesus went, men and women were delivered. Joy and excitement happened because of his presence. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. How many know that today? In his presence, people were happy. In his presence, tears were dried up. In his presence, people's lives were put back together. I'm telling you today, there's great joy in the city when Jesus is lifted up today. We must lift up the name of Jesus. Church, everywhere we go, in the city, in the field, in, in the highways, in the byways, we got to continue to proclaim the mighty name of Jesus. The devil don't like the name of Jesus, church of the day. Let's but continue to call on and lift up that mighty name today. There's joy with that name. And they try to kill the name, but you can't kill it. He's all powerful. He's almighty. And everyone that names the name of Christ, wear that name, exalt that name, let his name live in you. Walk in the power of his name. 
exalt his name. He said, whatsoever there are good reports, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. We need to think on Jesus today. The joy of the world. And he came to bring joy to the world. The salvation and eternal life. He came to bring it to the world as we know when he entered into the earth. The heavens adored him. He said, let heaven and earth rejoice for he has come. Brothers and sisters, today there's joy that he brings to every life. As we bow our heads in reference to God, the great joy in the city. My friend today, if you are lacking Christ in your life, today's your day to receive joy. The enemy tried to get you down. He's trying to destroy you. Tried to kill you from hearing the message of Jesus Christ. Church today, rejoice because today you can know that Jesus is Lord and he is Savior. Rejoice because of what he's done. Rejoice in knowing that he came and gave his life for you. And today is your opportunity to give your life over to him. Today is another day that God has granted you to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Church today, I'm telling you, there's a joy that only he can give. Only the satisfaction that the Spirit of God can bring to your life. Would you receive him today? Would you receive, will you receive the Lord Jesus Christ? Happy is the man that findeth him. Happy is that man and woman that trusteth in him. There's joy for your life today. There's joy for New York City. Amen. There's joy. Amen in Jesus today. As we bow heads in reference to Christ. As we look to the Lord in, in prayer today, say, Preacher, I'm not happy. Well, today, let the joy of the Lord enter into your heart. Through salvation, through the blood of Jesus Christ, the spirit of depression leave this room right now. The spirit of anxiety leave this place. The spirit of fear leave. The spirit of being cast down leave this place right now. In the name of Jesus, any unclean spirit, he has to leave in the name of Jesus right now. God, we pray that you restore and enter joy into lives and souls of many women. The Bible says, create in me a clean heart, renew in me a right spirit, restoring to me the joy of thy salvation. Amen, church of the day. Let's look upon to the Lord our God. God wants to fill you with joy this morning that you can take this joy and give it to other souls of many women. The altar prayer is open this morning and we stand to our feet and go before the Lord in prayer. Reach out and Rejoice in the Lord. Give God thanks this morning. Give him praise. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. Lift those hands up unto the Lord this morning. Say, God, amen, I thank you. I thank you for being Savior. I thank you for being Lord. I thank you for being King. God, we pray, God, that you can give many and women the joy of salvation. If you are saved today, rejoice in the salvation of the Lord. Rejoice when even when things go wrong. Rejoice knowing that God will deliver. Rejoice knowing God's going to make a way. Rejoice knowing that the God we have serve is in control. My friend today, whatever you have right now, this is a good day for you to come to him and experience the power, the miracles, the blessings of Almighty God. Praise him right now, church. Praise him. Glorify God. As you begin to sing as unto the Lord, sing unto the Lord this morning. Sing unto the Lord. Our God today. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the joy that you bring. Call on it, church. Call on it. Yes, Jesus. The enemy's defeated right now. Rejoice. Say, devil, you're defeated right now. You cannot win. Jesus has already won the war. Jesus has already had the enemy defeated. Church, rejoice in that. Serve him, serve him, serve him. Rejoice in the Lord our God. Joy came in the city. Joy came in the temple. Joy came everywhere he went. Our God is a mighty God this morning. Thank you. 
I was thinking about that lame man who was at the gate. Uh, excuse me, it was a blind man, I believe. The blind man, the blind man, he was at the gate. And the Bible says that um, he began to ask Jesus, have, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. And they shut him down and said, oh, shut up, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. He's not listening. But he cried the more. He rejoiced the more. He praised God the more. He cried out the more. And the more he did, amen, he was able to receive his joy. He was able to receive of the goodness of God. Because he refused to let the devil shut him down. Amen. And the early church refused to let the devil shut him down. In church today, we continue to go on. When you see the devil fighting, amen, rejoice. Because, amen, you know God has something great in store for you and I. How many know that today? Amen. Amen. And so God is our strength today. We're going to ask Reverend Johnson to dismiss us, please, in prayer. Have an awesome, awesome day. Remain every day. that we walk down. We ask you, Lord, to guide us to walk into the right people, people that are 